Welcome to Gracefield Grit. I'm your host, Lana Stinner, and we are chatting all about growing your faith, family, and the backyard farm. Here at the Gracefield Homestead, we are having honest, hard, and authentic conversations with some amazing guests about getting back to the basics and what's important in life. We are not for everyone, and we don't clean up our conversations, so you will get the unedited chat. Each episode, you can expect practical tips and encouragement. I am so honored to have you join us today, so grab a cup of coffee and let's do this thing. Hey, friend. Welcome back to the Gracefield Grit Podcast. As of this recording, we are turning the calendar page over to a November here shortly, and it is time to winterize the garden and prepare the backyard farm for the following season. I'm not going to lie. I'm ready to wrap up 2023 and move on to a new year. It's been a year full of so many highs and lows over here. And before we jump into all the farm talk, I do want to thank you for all the prayers and messages and emails about my sons. As we talked about in a recent podcast, my son was deployed to Israel with a small team of 20 U.S. firefighters to help out. And we were so thrilled when he returned home this week, safe and sound with lots of experiences to share. However, his older brother is now there with a new small crew of U.S. firefighters there to serve and help. And my goodness, they are seeing all kinds of action over there. My boys did get to overlap one day there, and I just cannot wait to get my baby boy home. This has truly been absolutely the hardest thing I have ever gone through. So um, again, we truly appreciate your prayers for their safety. So enough about that. Let's move on to some happy things that we can control. So we are starting to wrap up the fall garden season and prepare for winter. I thought I would share with you a few of the things on our checklist to complete before Thanksgiving. And I'm strictly focusing on the plants here, and I have a completely different list for all of the animals. And as those bright and vibrant colors of summer fade and the crisp, cool air fills our backyard like it is today, it is time for us gardeners to shift the focus towards preparing for the harshness of winter. Just a reminder that I'm coming at you from planting zone 6B here in Kansas City. We have frigid temps here down to 15 degrees below zero. So we're going all out in our preparations. If you're in a warmer climate, you may be able to skip a step or two, especially that winterizing the irrigation and the water systems. A well-executed fall garden checklist can make all the difference in ensuring a successful and bountiful spring. In this episode, we'll delve deeper into each aspect of preparing your garden for winter and offer valuable insights to help you achieve gardening success. So let's dive into our checklist of nine items to prepare your garden for winter. The first one is to harvest your final produce before the first freeze. And our first freeze is coming up this week. The arrival of frost and freezing temperatures signals the end of the growing season for many of the crops. To make the most of your hard work, it's crucial to harvest any remaining produce from your garden before that first freeze sets in. While some cold-hardy vegetables like kale and Brussels sprouts can withstand light frosts, other crops may not be so resilient. 
So harvesting the last of your tomatoes, peppers, and squash ensures you enjoy the fruits of your labor and prevents them from being damaged by that cold weather. As of this recording, we are having our first freeze in the forecast this week with lots of tomatoes and peppers still on our plants right now. So that will be my chore this afternoon. And I do have some kale and carrots still in the ground thriving. So I will leave those alone for another couple of weeks. They can handle a little bit of frost and freeze, but not extended periods. So the second item on the checklist is to winterize irrigation and put away those water hoses. As winter approaches, it is important to safeguard your irrigation system and garden hoses from the freezing temperatures. We have epically failed at this a few times over the past years, and it can be such a waste of money and hard work if you do skip this step. Water left in the hoses and in the irrigation lines can expand and cause damage once it freezes. So to prevent this, thoroughly blow out and drain the water from the hoses and the irrigation pipes. Roll up the hoses neatly, store them in a protected location such as a shed or garage, and consider insulating outdoor spigots and faucets with faucet covers to prevent freezing and potential bursting. The third item on our checklist is to clean and clear raised beds and add the debris to the compost pile. The end of the growing season is the perfect time to tidy up your raised beds. We began by removing any remaining plant debris, weeds, and other garden waste. I've been working on this one, but I still have some hours to go. It's actually been very good for my soul to get outside and work hard instead of sitting inside watching the news on the Middle East War. For Mother's Day this past year, CJ the Chief gave me my own mini chainsaw, and I have had so much fun using it this past week. Maybe I'm getting my frustrations out. I don't know. We are trying something a little different this year with our sunflower and zinnia beds. Instead of pulling them out by the roots like we normally do at the end of the season, I just cut them off with the mini chainsaw at ground level and left the roots in. I have several friends that are gardeners and they do this and they let the roots break down as compost to amend the soil. I'm not ready to try that with some of the important veggie beds just yet, so we're going to give it a test on the flower beds, and I will give you an update next season on if this new method works. Another part of the cleanup is digging up any bulbs or tending to the perennials that stay in the ground. We are digging up our dahlia tubers because they can't handle the cold temps here in 6B, They are in raised beds, so it will be much easier, and we'll just use a pitchfork and cut the stem off, knock the dirt off, and separate them. Then we're going to go ahead and store them in a cool, dry place, and that for us is in our basement. So instead of discarding all the garden stems and leaf material, we just add it to our compost bin. Composting is a sustainable way to recycle that organic matter enriching your soil for the following growing season. And as that debris decomposes, it transforms into nutrient-rich compost that will benefit your plants in the future. The fourth item on our checklist is to prepare the garden for winter is to determine bed placement and crop rotation 
for next season. Gardening success is often attributed to careful planning, and now is the ideal time to strategize for the next growing season. And it's so hard this time of year. We Sometimes you're just over it, and you just want to shut the door and forget it. Uh, but it's this one is such an important one. So we evaluate the layout of the garden beds, and we consider implementing a crop rotation. And so that involves changing the placement of different plant families each year to prevent that soil exhaustion, reduce the risk of pets, pests and diseases, and then it just optimizes the nutrients in the soil as well. So for example, with us, tomato plants have, they have certain pests and diseases that can linger in the soil over the winter and harm your following season's crop. Many backyard farmers move their tomatoes every single year. And we haven't had a lot of these specific problems here. And we have moved ours every about three or four years. And it's and it's worked out for us. So, you know, you just kind of find whatever works for you. Um, one of the things that most gardeners don't chat about online here, they talk a lot about rotating your crops. Um, But if you're building trellises or ways to grow up vertically, it makes the move more difficult because you have to build or rebuild a new trellis method or move it. Um, And so just determine which crops will go where and create a planting schedule for that upcoming season. And know if you're moving something that has a trellis, obviously the trellis needs to go with it. So that proper bed placement and crop rotation can significantly impact the health and productivity of your garden. So just something to think about. You don't have to do it every single year, but it is kind of important to rotate occasionally. The fifth item on the checklist is to repair. (laughs) Words are hard this week. Sorry. It is to repair the damaged beds and walkways. So during the growing season, your garden beds might have endured some wear and tear, especially if you have irrigation and they're getting water, they might've broken down a little bit. It's crucial to address any issues now to ensure they're in top condition for the next planting season. When spring comes, you're going to be so busy and overwhelmed with all the things that you need to do. So it is so nice to get any repairs done in the fall so you can go into spring just fresh and new. So we repair or replace any damaged components and ensure that the garden infrastructure is sound. This proactive approach will save you time and effort when it's time to plant in the spring. So number six on the checklist is to amend soil and add the compost or mulch to each of your beds. So healthy soil is the cornerstone of a successful garden, and it so often gets overlooked. It's really the most important, more important to me than even the seeds or the plants that you buy if you're buying full-grown plants. Um, The soil is so important. And fall is the time to improve your soil quality by adding that organic matter, such as compost or mulch. Both of those materials enhance the structure and increase water retention, and they also provide essential nutrients to your plants. 
That compost is a fantastic way to recycle kitchen scraps and the garden waste while creating a nutrient-rich soil amendment. Mulch helps conserve soil moisture, regulate soil temperature, and reduce weed growth. Properly amended soil sets the stage for thriving plants and a productive garden. I've been honest with you in the past, we don't add any store-bought amendments and fertilizers to our gardens, and I'm a little bit embarrassed to say that, but it's true. Some aged compost and a few scoops of goat or chicken bedding hay with their manure in it has been the ideal amendment for us over here. It's like the perfect mixture of hay and manure that breaks down just in time for spring. It's like God's system and we don't have to buy anything. We've been using this method for many, many years and it has not failed us yet. We top most of our beds with a layer just before it rests for winter. Number seven is a bit controversial for us anyway. We do not do this step, but almost every single one of my gardening friends do. So I thought I'd add it here for you to decide for yourself. It's planting a cover crop for nitrogen and other nutrients to get into your beds over the winter. So although we haven't planted it, we have had clover just naturally pop up and it was beneficial to the garden. Cover crops can be an excellent way to protect your soil over the winter and provide essential nutrients, especially that nitrogen. So clover and vetch are nitrogen-fixing cover crops that enrich the soil with their nutrients, and they also help soil erosion, and they keep the weeds down to improve that soil structure. So by planting cover crops, you create a sustainable and resilient garden environment for future growing seasons. And I do know it's super beneficial. So if you do have time to do it, I do think you should do it. However, just like anything else on the homestead, every backyard farm is different and you make it your own by trying things you want to and leaving other things behind. So it's something I do suggest, but by the time we finish up this season, we're kind of over it and we don't do that. But we are very lucky over here that we have some other methods with our hay that that has the chicken manure and the goat, goat manure in it that our nitrogen levels are pretty high. Um, so if you're struggling with that, a cover crop might be a good option for you. So the eighth item on our checklist is to plant the garlic, tulips, daffodils, and any other bulbs for the spring harvest. As always, I'm a little behind on this one, like usual. While the garden winds down for winter, we don't want to miss the opportunity to plant the crops that will reward us early in the spring, such as those blooms and those delicious flavors. So garlic, tulips, and daffodils are the perfect candidates for this fall planting, and there are others as well. The garlic thrives when it's planted in the fall, and its flavorful bulbs will be ready for harvest that following late spring, early summer. And you know me, I love my flowers. The tulips and daffodils, they just bring vibrant colors to your garden after a long winter. And they're usually the first ones that pop through. So um, they're just extra special and always bring me a lot of joy after a long cold winter. So 
These flowers not only add visual appeal to the garden, but they also provide nectar for the bees, any early pollinators. And it is getting a little bit late, but you can still plant um, some of the fruit trees and the vines for this fall as well. So any of that fall planting, you can do right now. The final and ninth item on our fall checklist is to prune the fruit trees, bushes, and grapevines. And I'll be honest, we've had years where we've just skipped this step completely and didn't have time, and our harvest does suffer that following season. Pruning is a fundamental task in maintaining the health and productivity of fruit trees, berry bushes, and grapevines. Late fall, just before the dormancy sets in, is an ideal time for pruning. And, you know, we have done, a lot of times we will do um, a very early spring, late winter for our fruit trees, but we always do the fall for the grapevines. So what you do is begin by removing the dead and diseased branches and vines that um, will prevent the spread of diseases. And it also helps improve air circulation. You just shape those plants by pruning for the structure, and it allows the sunlight to penetrate the canopy of the trees and facilitates that fruit production. Properly pruned fruit trees and bushes will yield healthier and more abundant harvest when spring arrives. And in our first book, The Gracefield Homestead, we do talk about that old gardening cat toss method for pruning our peach trees. And that is leaving enough space between the two main branches in the middle of the tree that you could toss a cat through it. And we don't actually follow through with that, but it is a visual that um, helps you identify just how much to prune down. Um, so Margo, Puffalump, and Orange Juice are little kitties. Um, they would not approve, but it, like I said, it's a good visual so that you can eyeball it and know how, how far to prune down. So that's our checklist. As autumn blankets your backyard in all the colors of the reds and oranges and golds, your garden deserves just as much care and attention as it did in the height of summer. Preparing your garden for winter not only protects your investment, but it also sets the stage for a thriving spring garden. From harvesting the last of your produce to amending the soil and planning for the crop rotation, each step of the fall garden checklist contributes to the health and success of your garden. So embrace the changing seasons and savor that satisfaction of knowing your garden will flourish once again when spring returns. you for joining us today in this episode of Gracefield Grit. I know that your time is valuable and I truly appreciate you being here. I hope it was helpful and that you'll share it with a friend. In order to schedule amazing guests on our show, we could use some good reviews. So if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be honored if you could head over to the podcast app on your phone, tap the album art for the Gracefield Grit podcast, scroll down to the bottom of the page and write a review. I'm looking forward to our next episode and I hope you'll join us again. Blessings to you today, friend, as you live out your own grace-filled grit.